Welcome fans, your host, ring announcer, Sean Beckerman, is proud to present the show that takes you back in time, bringing you pro wrestling nostalgia, featuring classic moments and old school themes. So get ready to go beyond the bell on the SNS Radio Network. With a history spanning over 20 years, there have been many matches held at the Summer Spectacular known as SummerSlam. Tonight, we will take a look at the greatest matches in the history of this illustrious event. When looking at what makes a match worthy of being on this list of greatest matches, I not only look at what happened during that evening, but I also look into account at the long-term significance of the bout. Back when SummerSlam first started, it was used as an extension of WrestleMania, or at least a place where feuds from Mania met their end, or culmination. You could see Hogan take on Sergeant Slaughter once again. Warrior faced Rick Rude. Savage faced the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. You get the drift. This was back in the day when feuds could literally last an entire year, or even longer. In the mid-90s, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels pretty much owned that show known as SummerSlam. But then, once the WWE started showing pay-per-views each month, 
SummerSlam kind of got swept out to sea, so to speak. Word has it that the WWE is making a major play to reinstill the grandeur back into SummerSlam, making it the mania of the summer. So tonight, we will take a look at the greatest matches in SummerSlam history. So fans, buckle up as we'll take a look at the early days of the summer spectacular known as SummerSlam. Buckle up, because it's go time! Notice the Barber Beefcake, because of injury, unable to challenge the Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Talk Man tonight. Being the humanitarian that I am, I'd say, World Wrestling Federation, give me anybody. Let me have somebody oh, to wrestle. Big smile on the face of the Honky Talk Man. You know, he may be one of the greatest Intercontinental Champions. Guys had that title over two years now, Gorilla Monsoon. Give me somebody out here to wrestle. I don't care who it is. Oh, We'll start off with the inaugural SummerSlam in 1988, the Honky Tonk Man versus the Ultimate Warrior. For over a year, the hated Honky Tonk Man was able to worm his way out of trouble every time his Intercontinental Championship was in jeopardy. It appeared that he dodged another bullet when his opponent, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, was injured by Ron Bass and was unable to participate. If you remember the spike to the head with that big red X, and the first, really the first time on major television you saw blood come out of Beefcake's forehead, and it was, it was a really serious angle. Honky threw out an open challenge, and in the time it took for someone to be called out, the Ultimate Warrior burst through the scene and took the championship. In less than 30 seconds, the fans saw the decisive end of the longest intercontinental title reign in history and saw the birth of a new superstar. In this case, a short match accomplished what a long match would never have been able to do, and it's still remembered by all that saw it to this very day. I was present for the, for the first ever SummerSlam. I was six years old, donned, dressed up like the Macho Man, ready to go. And the, there was buzz in the air when the Honky Tonk Man made that challenge. And when the Warriors music hit, the place exploded. And it was even louder when he defeated him in 30 seconds and took the Intercontinental title. The electricity was oozing throughout the entire arena. And this is will go down as one of the greatest moments in SummerSlam history. And it won't be necessarily the greatest match, but it's the greatest one of the greatest moments in the Summer Spectacular. We know something, brother. Ever since the mega powers together, the whole country's gone crazy, man. But you know something? There's a reason for it. It's the way you're rewarded when you work hard. Look at the macho man, Randy Savage. He worked so hard in WrestleMania. Look how he was rewarded. Yeah. And as far as Hulk Hogan goes, man, because I trained so hard and I was so dedicated, I've got a sound mind and a sound body in the largest arms in the world. One heck of a reward. And as far as some of the other rewards go, because I've been walking a straight and narrow, I get a whole generation of little hosts following me. 
Why won't he call Macho the champ? You know something, Macho, man? Think about the rewards, man. If we win this match, which we will, in Madison Square Garden this Monday night, the SummerSlam, we're going to be rewarded with the fact that the madness and the mania is going to live forever as the mega powers. Our lovely manager, Elizabeth, is going to guide us to heights never before realized. And also, all my little generation of hosters are going to live forever with us. But think about the rewards the multi-million dollar man and Andre the Giant have got. They've already got the money, man. They've already been rewarded. They've already had the payoff. And you know what happens, brother, when people get paid off before they do the job. Oh, yeah, the big man is right. The big man is right. Hulk Hogan, I understand what you mean. They've already taken the money. That was their motivation, and they've received their reward. But in the summer slam, when it gets hot and heavy, when the going gets tough, they're not going to have the heart that the Macho Man and the Hulkster have. But you know something, Macho Man? Since they get the money, they might, when the going gets tough, they might quit right in the middle of the job. They will have to drag them back and beat them anyway. But think about this, brother. If something happens, that things go the other way. If something happens, the multi-million dollar man has a deck stacked again. If Jack Tunney is at ringside, if he's paid off, if Jesse Ventura's been paid off, if the timekeeper's been paid off, if the dudes that set the ring up put an extra metal bar in there just so we can crack our heads, we're gonna have to use our secret weapon, brother. Yeah! The secret weapon, brother! You remember in Venice Beach, California, when we were hanging and banging with the greatest intensity we've ever had, getting ready for the SummerSlam. We had everybody on Venice Beach watching us, and then all of a sudden, when our secret weapon came strutting down the beach, you remember what happened. Oh yeah, I remember, yeah. Elizabeth with her canary yellow high heels, yeah. Uh-huh. And her yellow polka dot French high cut, itsy bitsy string bikini, yeah. Everybody turned Whoa. their eyes and was hypnotized. And they were put into a state of shock. And you know what? Nobody cared how much weight Hulk Hogan and Macho Man had on the bar. In fact, Hulk Hogan, you and me, we were hypnotized also, weren't we? That's right, Macho Man. When we saw Elizabeth in that string bikini, in the string bikini, not only were all people on Venice Beach hypnotized, but you and I were frozen on tracks. That's why I say, brother, if the tide turns the other way, if we're up against unsurmountable odds in the SummerSlam in Madison Square Garden, that's when we'll give Elizabeth the high sign. And as she undoes the Velcro fly on the back of her skirt and takes the skirt off underneath the skirt. What you gonna do, strike that man? Itsy bitsy teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikini. She'll come up on the apron, man. She'll walk the apron just like she won the Miss America contest. And as Andre the Giant turns around and freezes like a big redwood in his tracks, so will a multi-million dollar man. He'll turn around and freeze. And when that happens, brother, I'm gonna sneak up behind the giant and I'm gonna chop him down just like Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm, yeah! And I'm gonna pickpocket the million dollar man and get a roll of silver dollars out and knock him out! But you know something, brother? No matter which way it goes, we're gonna beat him. If we have to use our secret weapon, 
that's cool. But the payoff, we're going to be rewarded for working real hard. We can beat them that way too. But the last thing, brother, they're going to see as they're laying frozen in their tracks in the center of the ring, defeated, is our arms raised in victory, brother, at the SummerSlam. And Elizabeth will be giving them the kiss of death after we give the mega power handshake and leave the ring, brother. Yeah! Stick with the inaugural SummerSlam event in the main event, Hulk Hogan and Macho Man Randy Savage versus the Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase and Andre the Giant in 1988. It was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Because Ted DiBiase had lots of money, they were the Mega Bucks. Get it? See what they did there? This match was a lot of fun, of course, in giving Macho Man the WWF title that year. They did what they could to make the Macho Man Randy Savage seem even more like a star. And what would they do? Pair him with the ex-champion, who was still way more popular than the Macho Man at the time, the immortal Hulk Hogan. So they thought, by giving the Macho Man the rub with, with Hogan at the second biggest event of the year, would just catapult him into elite status. Who could possibly beat this ultimate tag team of Hogan and Savage? Savage, Surely not DiBiase or Andre. But wait, DiBiase brought in a crooked referee in Jesse the Body Ventura. Now, what could the Mega Powers do to stop them? How could they be able to overcome such a, a test of greed and display of greed and jealousy and caroliness? Easy. They have the glassy-eyed Miss Elizabeth hop up on the apron, rip off her short yellow skirt, the ultimate surprise, the mega surprise, paralyzing the forces of evil with the mere sight of extra skin from the lovely Miss Elizabeth. I remember Hogan and Savage just taunting the mega bucks that they had this special surprise that's going to debut or launch at SummerSlam, that's going to secure the victory, brother. And the surprise was, at the time, now we see much more risque things throughout the history of professional wrestling, but at the time, you didn't see much skin on WWF television. So by seeing that short skirt of the lovely Miss Elizabeth caught the attention of not just the fans, but the Mega Bucks. I just want to make a note to you fans out there, and please send me your emails or post up on the forums on snsradio.com, radionetwork.com, that when Miss Elizabeth, whenever she had facial expressions, it looked like she either had one or one of two facial expressions. Either it looked like she was about to break out in tears or break out in laughter. It was either one of the two. Nothing in between those extremes of bipolarism of the Miss Elizabeth. But again, I was there for this event, and... You know, I was expecting more than just a skirt being ripped off, but this main event solidified the type of high-caliber matches you were going to see in SummerSlam history, you know, upcoming in the future. Because this was a big match. Andre the Giant in the same ring with Hulk Hogan once again, and it wasn't really seen on a big stage since WrestleMania three. So this was a major event 
in the world of the WWF. Having Hogan and Savage team up, the arguably the two biggest babyfaces in the company, and you team up DiBiase buying Andre the Giant to be a part of his group, and then buying Jesse Ventura to be the referee in this match. A great, great background, a great storyline as a background for this match, and I think it set the tone for future main events at SummerSlam. Still to come, the gigantic main event. Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus to meet Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake. We could feel the heat even before the summer began. As life often imitates art, on the set of No Holds Barred, the animosity was already building between Zeus and Hulk Hogan. Then on Saturday night's main event, on May 27th of this year, the first public confrontation between these two men. This man should be sent back to the dressing room. What is going on? Apparently, Zeus wants a real-life confrontation here, McMahon. This ain't the movies here. This is nose-to-nose. Look at the size of that monster. Standing in the hook. Ooh, a kick to the chest area by Zeus. Zeus hammering in the back of the head. Down the trapezius area again. Zeus is a maniac just hammering the holster down. And what a surprise to Hogan. He's still got to face the boss man. Look at Zeus is just leaving him laying. There's the champ. Then in July, in the heat of summer, on the Brother Love Show, Macho Man Randy Savage introduces Zeus. Sensational Fury. Right now, tell the entire world who the human wrecking machine is. Zeus! 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 Zeus is the human wrecking machine, and he's got the madness in his eye. Hulk Hogan and Bruce the Barber Beefcake accept the challenge. Later, Hulk Hogan and Brutus the Barber Beefcake had their reply. Partner Brutus the Barber Beefcake, we formally accept the challenge of the Macho Man and that big monster Zeus for SummerSlam. In July the 29th on Saturday Night's main event, it was quite obvious that Zeus, following the match between the Macho Man and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, was impervious to pain. Take a look. Beefcake now. Oh, missing with the roundhouse and yes, there it is, the sleeper hole. Such a 
Hushin's best right hand does nothing, McMahon. Swoosh does almost, nothing. Look at this. Swoosh was almost smiling at him. Bear hug by Zeus. He's picking up the 310-pound Hogan like nothing. Randy Savage going up to the top rope. Crashing down in the back of Hulk Hogan. Hulkster being hammered by this awesome human wrecking machine, Zeus. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's now time for our first commercial break. After these messages, the early days of SummerSlam continue as we look back at the greatest matches of the mania of summer. Stay with us as Beyond the Bell continues on the SNS Radio Network. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. I hear voices in my head. They counsel me. They understand. They talk to me. Since 1996, Audio Wrestling has been getting in the ring as your definitive source for all your wrestling desires. Interviews with some of pro wrestling's biggest stars. Providing you with a wide selection of award-winning wrestling shows from past and present. Such as Ministry of Slam, Monday Night Mayhem, In Your Head, WrestleCast, Sunday Night Showdown, Wrestling News Live, Between the Ropes, RVD Radio, WrestleCast, and WrestleTalk Radio, and many others. If you can't get enough Mad Mania, climb into the ring with Audio Wrestling, www.audiowrestling.com, and check out all the real voices of wrestling radio, Audio Wrestling, keeping you tuned in since 1996. Wrestling is really all that matters to me. For 39 years, I'll never give up. I'll never stop loving it. I'd rather be a wrestler than any kind of athlete at any level. I'd rather be Ric Flair than LeBron James. It's a way of life. And there are millions of people around the world that thrive on what we do and what we give them each week. Don't miss Impact Wrestling, Thursdays at 9 on Spike. Wrestling fans matter, and most of all, wrestling matters. Woo! Hey you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Have you checked out the new Unplugged on Friday night? Well, if you haven't, make sure you check out the new Unplugged Friday nights with JJ Sexay at 10.30 Eastern Standard Time, 8.30 Mountain Standard Time. 
where JJ covers SmackDown, video games, and whatever the hell else he feels like. See you in chat. Unforgiving. Unrelenting. Sheer punishment. No place to run. No place to hide. It's a match that terrorizes opponents, leaving them battered, brutalized, hopeless. The Cage Match. Now, here's your chance to own the devastating collection in the greatest cage matches of all time. With 24 vicious battles of unedited action from NWA, AWA, WCCW, WCW, and WWE. Plus, never-before-released encounters on DVD. of the most dangerous matches ever. The greatest cage matches of all time. Let me tell you something. Nobody knows more about being cool than the Hitman. And let me tell you something. It is not cool to smoke. Be a survivor and don't smoke. Welcome back to Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network. All right, hi again, everybody. We are counting down to the Super Summer Spectacular as the heat returns Monday, August the 27th, the Spectrum in Philadelphia. It's SummerSlam. And by the way, you can join us on a pay-per-view basis. Contact your local cable system right now. Let's talk about the action. A tag team title defense for demolition. Only two or three will be allowed down at ringside as they defend against the Hart Foundation, Brett the Hitman Hart, and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. The Intercontinental Champion, Mr. Perfect, defends that coveted title in SummerSlam. And then, a double main event as part of SummerSlam, August the 27th. It's the return of Hulk Hogan, who's going to be facing this man, Earthquake. Hogan, I suggest you get some Earthquake insurance for SummerSlam, baby. For your own good, Tugboat, make sure you stay out of our way. Hogan! You're pathetic. You come on TV crying about how I broke your sternum and how I broke your ribs. Well, if you think you were hurt then, when you get through the ropes at SummerSlam, this time I'm going to finish the job. You know something, Tugboat? You've been the only Hulkamaniac around me lately, man. And the intensity of Hulkamania is so high, you're lit up like a Roman candle, brother. And I can't wait till SummerSlam to get the earthquake in the center of the ring and show him that Hulkamania is at a fever pitch, man. He's going to flip out when he sees... Hey, don't worry about it, Hulkster. Don't worry about it. If they even think about sticking their nose where it don't belong, he's going to be there. They'll let you know about it. You know something, Hulkamaniacs? This is our insurance policy, man. We've been down for a while, but now that Hulkamania's been reborn, now that the largest arms in the world are ready to give the devil his due, Earthquake, you're in a lot of trouble, brother. If you try to take one step in the wrong direction or cheap shot me, guess what's going to happen, dude? My security system is going to sound the horn. It'll be like the shot that was heard around the world, and I will turn my back and never be caught off guard. If Jimmy Hart sticks his nose in my business, or the strongest man in the world, guess what's going to be good? That's right, brother. This is a no-win clause for you guys, man. First thing I'm going to do is take care of business the Hulkamaniac way. Eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Put him six feet under in SummerSlam. 
earthquake, you're going down to the strongest force in the universe. And all I can say is I've been saying my prayers every night because I would love to release Tugboat on the strongest man in the world. What are you guys going to do when the tugster and the holster run wild on you? <laughs> Two powerful forces here on the World Wrestling Federation colliding head-on in SummerSlam. The incomparable Hulk Hogan meeting the powerful Earthquake. Watch out for that one. Keep in mind Tugboat in Hulk's corner and Dino Bravo in the corner of Earthquake. More, the second half of that gigantic double main event. You talk about title offenses... Let's talk about the World Wrestling Federation champion, the ultimate warrior, defending his coveted title in a 15-foot-high steel cage. His opponent will be this man, Ravishing Rick Rude. A couple things you ought to know, ultimate warrior, World Wrestling Federation champion. There's only a couple ways out of this cage, over the top or through the door. This man has been in a cage before. This man is the only man walking the earth who has ever defeated you. And right here at SummerSlam, pal, they'll never call you champ again. That's right, Bobby. So what you're trying to say is this is actually parts unknown for the ultimate warrior. He has never been inside a steel cage. I feel real comfortable with the situation. It's my time to prove to the people the old saying is true. What goes up must come down. I will climb the side of the cage, and I will come down on top of the ultimate warrior's head. I will crush the ultimate warrior, and I will show people... That rudeness will rule the World Wrestling Federation. I will become the new World Wrestling Federation champion. What a title defense, folks. That's going to be for the World Wrestling Federation champion, Ultimate Warrior. 15-foot-high steel cage defending against challenger, ravishing Rick Rude. Another match that has been signed for SummerSlam. Jake the Snake Roberts squares off against Bad News Brown and... The Big Boss Man will be the special referee in that one. I have it on my usual good authority that Bad News Brown is going to be bringing 200 pounds of Harlem sewer rats to ringside with him for SummerSlam. More on that later in this hour. And by the way, let me remind you one more time, the heat returns on Monday night, August the 27th. It's SummerSlam. You can see it on a pay-per-view basis. For goodness sakes, don't wait till the last minute to order Contact your local cable system right now. And, of course, we're going to be back next week with more news on your Summer Slam Report. What Rick Rude and Bobby Heenan have in common with the Liberty Bell. Well, well no. Uh, one is cracked and the other is a ding-dong. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior, your destiny lies before you. Just as our forefathers trudged straight into the unknown, so you too must take another step in your reign as the World Wrestling Federation champion into a virtual unknown. That being a 15-foot-high steel cage. And you take that trek knowing full well that the man you meet inside the cage has once before defeated you. When in the course of human events, it becomes necessary to protect my inalienable right to be 
the World Wrestling Federation champion. I must do what our forefathers have always done. Never afraid to face an adversary. Always willing to step into a new frontier. Always willing to make a sacrifice. And you, Red Crew, will not be able to prevent the establishment of a more perfect union between me and my warriors. For the sacrifice that we are prepared to make against an adversary is far greater than anything you could ever know. We don't fear the unknown of a new frontier, Rick Rude. We revel in it! It is these things that are the lifeblood of the ultimate nation, and it is these things that are the lifeblood of the ultimate warrior. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome royalty, Queen Sensational Siri, and a flamboyant Mutso King, Randy Savage. Queen Sherry to meet Sapphire and you, Macho King, to meet the American dream, Dusty Rowe. Mean Gene Oakland, I want you to realize something, and I want all these zillions of people all around the world to realize something, but most of all, I want you, the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, to realize that when you go into the ring against the Macho King, it's SummerSlam. You're going against the greatest wrestler in the World Wrestling Federation yesterday, today, and tomorrow, past, present, and future. Oh, yeah. And inevitably, you will be defeated. And it's as easy as one, two, three. Oh, yeah. Queen Sherry. Sensational. 
we go to 1991. The Legion of Doom versus the Nasty Boys. I was lucky enough once again to be there in 1991. And the place exploded when the Legion of Doom won their first ever World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Championship. It shows the power tag team wrestling can have over an audience and over a company, an organization. We spoke about it on a previous episode of Beyond the Bell. Tag team wrestling can get fans off their seats and erupt just as much as a main event match. Companies built main events off of tag team matches. And this was a a proven example. Sure, you didn't have top workers in the match with the Road Warriors or Brian Knobs or Jerry Sags, but you had a story. They told a great story, and the fans were clamoring to see the Nasties go down and the LOD to win their first WWF tag team title. Stealing the helmet from Jimmy Hart as it was thrown into the ring, solidifying the contest into the Doomsday device, really set the Legion of Doom as an elite tag team in professional wrestling history. And just listen to the crowd erupt when they when the three count hits and they hold up those tag team titles. And you tell me if tag team wrestling is a lost art. I certainly think it is. And if you can say tag team wrestling cannot draw fans in the building, look at this match. And look at the career of the Legion of Doom. So this match alone can go down as one of the greatest. Not because the in-ring athleticism scene, but the impact it, it made in the history of professional wrestling and the career, the legendary careers of the Road Warriors Legion of Doom. And now the SummerSlam Recall is brought to you by Twix. Need a moment? The chocolate caramel and fresh cookie crunch of Twix. Welcome to New York City! Welcome to Jam-packed Madison Square Garden! Welcome to SummerSlam! History will be made tonight. Excellence of execution versus the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. This is the moment I've been waiting for as I've fought and crawled my way to the top. The next World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental Champion right here. Now it's gone. This one's underway. All the marbles at stake here. Everybody here is thinking pink. Both guys taking a lot of liberties here in this one. They know how much is at stake. They're not laying back. Hitman wide open on the apron. Right into the steel barricade. Perfect will be in the showers in 10 minutes. He's got him set up for it. Oh, no, no! No, he got him down. I can't believe that. Nobody's ever kicked out of that. I have never seen a match go one way, then the other, back and forth so many times. Oh, look at this. He's got it halfway on. The coach is up on the apron. And there goes the coach. Oh. Nice block there, that move. Beautiful power. The shot's good. Nineteen ninety one, Brett the Hitman Hart versus Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. This match could really go down as it could be arguably 
be rated as the number one match in SummerSlam history. It's so near and dear to many fans' hearts, especially mine. I was there at Madison Square Garden and got to see it live and in person, like I said, for the LOD and Nasties. It was so magical. I wasn't... I wasn't there to see Hogan and, uh, Hogan and Warrior team up to face the evil Iraqis to see the match made from hell. I wasn't there to see the match made from heaven. I wasn't there for the LOD and the Nasties or the Boss Man and the Mountie. I was there to see Mr. Perfect take on Bret Hart. It was all about the final showdown between Hart and Henning, who had been battling to time limit draws and arenas for almost two years. Henning was working with a crippling back injury and was both perplexed and saddened when he basically vanished from the ring without even an IC title rematch. It's the ultimate testament to the late, great Kurt Henning. I say that because he could put on such an amazing performance without showing signs of injury at all. You didn't think he... He didn't miss a beat. The match was so impressive... You can watch highlights of this contest and see the pure athleticism between both men. It was so fluid. The the story was, was told so greatly, so prominent. You had the evil Mr. Perfect finally go down to an emerging star in Bret the Hitman Hart, breaking out of the tag team shadow, winning you know, the singles championship, ripping off the singlet from Mr. Perfect because taking the title wasn't enough. He wanted to take Mr. Perfect's pride from all the the anguish that he's ca- he caused them previously, building up to this matchup. And him putting on the sharpshooter and Henning tapping out or giving up, submitting before tapping out was, was famous. Hearing the place explode as well. There were, it was a hot crowd the entire night there in Madison Square Garden. But when Bret Hart won the title, the Intercontinental title from Kurt Henning, you sensed that a star was born. It was in the making. And Kurt Henning helped helped. Bill Bret Hart to that status. And this match can go down as one of the greatest, if not the greatest, of all time in SummerSlam history. And now, the SummerSlam recall is brought to you by Twix. Need a moment? Chew it over with the chocolate caramel and fresh cookie crunch of Twix. The Mountie shouldn't be out there talking to New York City's finest on how to treat me. Dragging through these halls. He should be on his hands and knees talking to the man upstairs, praying to God that he makes it through till tomorrow morning. And through the keyway. He's going to be the one who spends a long, hard night in jail. Nobody's going to the slammer here in the Big Apple. They're going to fingerprint you, picture you, and throw you in a cell with who knows what. This is turning into a brawl.
ahead, folks. It's the hottest thing happening this summer. The Sizzler taking place at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Get ready for SummerSlam. As you know, the August nuptials being exchanged by Miss Elizabeth, the First Lady of the World Wrestling Federation, and her intended, the Macho Man. That a match made in heaven. Then, a match made in hell. As Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior team up to meet three-man Sergeant Slaughter, General Anton, and Colonel Mustafa. You heard me talk to them just moments ago on this very television program. We got their reaction to Sid Justice being named the special guest referee. We didn't want to walk away from that one without getting comments from Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior regarding Sid Justice. You said that Hulkamaniacs, when the match was first signed, the ultimate one in a holster against Mustafa, Adnan, and Sergeant Slaughter. We knew it was going to be his rules. That's why the little warriors in the Hulkamaniacs were warned. Check the popcorn boxes for hand grenades. Look under your seats for a booby trap. But now, this Sid Justice is the special referee, man. Me and the ultimate one know that justice will be served. And now that the warriors and the Hulkamaniacs have united as one, we're going to Wipe his troops out, just like our troops wiped those dudes out in Desert Storm. Right off We're the coming out of the foxhole! We've been laid down low long enough. Bring the skeletons of the warriors past and the hookamaniacs of the present! Bring them to SummerSlam in the most fearsome force in the entire universe. For guaranteed, hookamania and warrior wildness shall only do one thing. Destroy you! That year, you had the match made from heaven and the match made from hell. And that year, the ultimate warrior caused hell for Vince McMahon. This was well documented as the ultimate warrior basically held up Vince McMahon for more money, threatening to no-show the match made from hell tag team confrontation between himself and Hulk Hogan versus the Iraqi sympathizers, Sergeant Slaughter and Colonel Mustafa, a.k.a. the Iron Sheik. With me right now, the ultimate warrior, Hulk Hogan. Tonight, gentlemen, the match made in hell as you face Sergeant Slaughter and company, the Triangle of Terror. Well, you know something mean, Gene. The battleground of Madison Square Garden is the only appropriate place for the match made in hell to happen, brother. Instant good guy versus bad guy. Instant great storyline. It was a great match for anybody that wanted to enjoy a wrestling match. I went into Vince's office and he said, uh, we got a slight problem. And I said, what's the problem? And he said, well, the Ultimate Warrior wants uh, X amount of dollars or he's not going out there to wrestle. Ultimate Warrior basically came to me and, and uh, figuratively put a gun to my head and said, hey, I'm not going to go out and perform unless you pay me X number of dollars. And I forget how much it was. And it, you, you, that's so unprofessional. You, you know, you, you just don't do that. Hogan said, break his leg. Break his leg. Sheik, break his leg. Well, you know, when I found out, you know, that the warrior was, you know, demanding money and putting a gun to Vince's head, I, it, there's a certain element of old school. You know, we can fix that. Let, let us take the guy in the dressing room for five minutes. We can fix this for you, Vince. And Vince said, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't need a lawsuit on top of everything else, so you guys just go out and have your match, and uh, we'll take care of things later. 
So, in essence, as I recall, uh, I agreed, much to uh, my dismay, I agreed to, to what he wanted. There's disappointment, there's rationale of let's just get through this, move on, you know. Um, and then you just realize the brother just doesn't get it. I was standing in the middle of that ring wondering what was going to happen. Uh, is Hoyer coming? Is he, he and Hogan going to get along in the match? Uh, it was quite a uh, different type of a match. My responsibility is to present what I have advertised. My responsibility is to the audience. So um, I reluctantly agreed, you know, to Warrior's demand, and knowing what I was going to do as soon as he came out of the ring. The match actually went off fairly good, and I was really surprised. So we, we got through it okay. When you know somebody isn't part of the family, and they're very detrimental to your existence, there's that barbaric mentality of let's run them off, prove a point, or teach them a lesson. But usually, in 99% of the cases in this business, the guys are such professionals that they rise to a higher level. And we get through those situations with the utmost professionalism, and that's what this business is all about. As soon as he came out of the ring, I could not wait to fire him. I mean, it gave me great pleasure to fire him uh, and to let him know why I was doing it. The guy comes up to you and tries to hold you up for a half million bucks or maybe more, I don't know, uh, saying I'm not going to go on unless I get the, uh, the money up front. Uh, what would you do? I'd fire him. By the way, I did live up to my word and paid him whatever it was I agreed to pay him uh, when obviously I didn't have to, you know, but nonetheless, that's me. And there's a time and a place uh, for, for uh, dissonance, you know, and a time and a place for, for someone wanting their day in court, but that was not the way to do it. Well, a lot of us felt that we should be paid more than uh, we were getting, of course, uh, that that goes without saying in the uh, world of wrestling. I mean, I've got payoffs from the WWE, and I thought they weren't adequate. I raised my hand, stated my case, came to some sort of agreement or compromise, but lived to fight another day. We all have our egos, and uh, at one point I had my problem with it. In the long run, you understand who the ultimate star is, and I think uh, the ultimate warrior had a problem with that. Announced last week at Intercontinental Title Defense. For Mr. Perfect, challenging him will be this man, Brett the Hitman Hart. Mr. Perfect, in the SummerSlam, I hope you realize that this is a chance I've waited for a long, long time. This is an opportunity for me to show you that I am, in fact, the excellence of execution. You like to consider yourself a wrestler with all the perfect moves, but we all know there's no such thing as Mr. Perfect. But when I step in the ring in the SummerSlam, you will be excellently executed. Another belt up for grabs at SummerSlam is the Million Dollar Belt. As the self-proclaimed Million Dollar Champion Ted DiBiase meets his former bodyguard, this man, Virgil. DiBiase, you mean at SummerSlam, you're putting that golden diamonds on the line. You talk about 1.5 million? 
And all I got to do is upside your head and put you on the floor, one, two, three. Well, I'm going to do it, DiBiase. You, Siri, and anyone else you bring, I'm going to be $1.5 million richer. All right, folks, turn up the volume on your television set because just signed a tag team matchup. The Bushwhackers square off against the natural disasters. In Luke and Butch's corner, the eighth wonder of the world, Andre the Giant. And with that gigantic revelation, right now, let's hear from Jimmy Hart, Earthquake, and Typhoon. Bushwhackers, when you're at SummerSlam, you better make sure those insurance policies are paid up because when you get the Typhoon Splash and the Earthquake, you'll be needing them. And Andre the Giant, stay out of our way. It just gets better by the week, SummerSlam. I should point out more matches will be announced next week. You know, I recall just a few weeks ago I tried to order a pay-per-view event. My fault, I waited till the very last minute. And guess what happened? Busy signals, busy operators, in general just a very frustrating time. Do yourself a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Contact your local cable company at the earliest possible moment and get the best ringside seat in your house on a pay-per-view basis Monday night, August the 26th. I guarantee you, from top to bottom, it is going to be one spectacular evening of World Wrestling Federation action. A match made in heaven. A match made in hell. Don't miss SummerSlam. Wrestling fans, it's time to pay some bills. And like Tony Schiavone always said, our cameras will be rolling. And if you miss any action during the break, we will have it for you when we return. So don't go anywhere as Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network continues. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. It's time. It's time to stop. The name calling. The hurt. The bullying. Because of race. Creed. Color. Sexual orientation. It's time to treat everyone like you want to be treated. It's time. It's time. It's time to eliminate. Eliminate. Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. To me, wrestling matters because, uh, you know, over the last 13 years of my life, sacrificed a lot in my life, my personal life, uh, to get to where I'm at today. Wrestling is not just a job. It's not just a, a hobby. It's, it's, it's a passion. It's something that I live for. Wrestling uh, really is my life. Don't miss Impact Wrestling, Thursdays at 9 on Spike. Impact Wrestling. Wrestling matters. Again. Hi, this is WWE Superstar Randy Orton with an important message for all of our fans. WWE Superstars are professionally trained performers. The moves we do in the ring take years of practice to perfect and to do safely. 
I urge all of our WWE fans to never try to copy what we do in the ring at home or at school. Stay safe and don't try this. And now the SummerSlam Recall is brought to you by Twix. Need a moment? Chocolate caramel and fresh cookie crunch of Twix. 80,355 Jail Packing Wembley Stadium to witness the spectacle. Every boy, Smith, you have got to be feeling enormous pressure going into this match for the Intercontinental Championship. Former Olympic champion Lennox Lewis in the corner of the British Bulldog. You will be stepping into the ring with your brother in law. My husband, Davey Boy, my brother Brett, giving them all the support that I can give them. I expect this to be a seesaw. Ruling the battle. I'm very concerned, Diana, looking on. Unbelievable injustice afforded here on the part of both participants. Sunset Slim, Raiderman, Cole, that's it. We skip to 1992, Brett, the Hitman Hart versus the British Bulldog. Wembley Stadium, the setting for this Intercontinental Championship match, was electric. Electric. As over 80,000 fans were assembled in the outdoor Wembley Stadium to cheer on their hometown hero, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. In this match between brother-in-laws... To add further intrigue to the match and fuel to the fire, both men were fan favorites at the time. In an amazing footnote to this match, Bret Hart mentioned in his autobiography that the Bulldog forgot everything he was supposed to do and that he had to literally carry him during this match and call it on the spot. Bret went on to call this match the greatest match of his entire career. And that's saying something, especially in the mid-90s. While the Bulldog won the Intercontinental title that night, Brett's incredible performance elevated him to his first WWE Championship a few months later. At the time, in, in the World Wrestling Federation, the pattern you saw was when a superstar was, was about to escalate to the next level, you know, he was typically Intercontinental Champion. It's a formula, a formula that they've abandoned recently or in the, mo- in the recent years of the WWE, and I think they need to get back to that formula because stars are built from that premise of they win the secondary title. In most cases, it was the intercontinental title, and you saw they were being pre- prepped and groomed to become future world champion. Let's take you back and see how it translates. Macho Man Randy Savage, intercontinental champion. In this case, Bret the Hitman Hart, Intercontinental Champion. Then they lose the title, and then a few months later, they're either contesting for the world title or winning the world championship or WWE title. You saw Triple H do the same thing. The Rock losing the Intercontinental title to Triple H. A couple months later, The Rock was the WWF Champion. Similar situation, like we said, with Triple H. Stone Cold Steve Austin. You know, 
you see stars win the Intercontinental title and then move on and be escalated even further to major main event status. This was a launching pad for Brooke the Hitman Hart. Being able to call the match on the spot and be able to lead the British Bulldog to one of the greatest matches in SummerSlam history could be right there alongside his match with Mr. Perfect. Wembley Stadium was absolutely, I keep saying electric. The definition of electricity was in that outdoor arena. The card wasn't too memorable outside of this match. Sure, we saw the LOD return. We saw Ric Flair wrestle at SummerSlam. But this match really stood out above anything else. And it really had the fans on the edge of their seats during the entire match. And it propelled Bret Hart to true main event status. Yeah, I'm the macho man, Randy Savage, and I'm the current World Wrestling Federation champion. Oh, yeah. And in London, England, at Wembley Stadium, I'm going to be defending the title against you, Ultimate Warrior. Ultimate Warrior, you know who you are. You've beaten the best in the World Wrestling Federation. But there's two things that you're not. You're not macho, and you're not the champion. In London, England, at Wembley Stadium, you're going to get beat by the macho man. One, two, three. You macho men walk in the world of madness while I walk among sacrificial skeletons. The one who carries the gold only walks as the champion until another one that believes comes along and takes that right away. I macho men believe that what I once was, the World Wrestling Federation champion, I will once again become. I will leave you with your madness, but I will leave with the gold. From 1993, Bret the Hitman Hart versus Jerry the King Lawler. You notice a pattern here. A lot of Bret Hart matches. Not that I'm biased for Bret Hart. I just call it like I see it. I'm trying to be as objective as possible when you break down the greatest matches of all time. Bret Hart had great matches, some of the greatest of all time in the mid-90s. And sure, we're in the early part of the 90s here, but you could see a pattern showing of the skill of the hitman. This match was exponentially more interesting, you could say, than it could have been. And the booking in this one was just awesome and spectacular, so special. Many of you might not realize what a big star Lawler used to be, but... He was actually a big-time player at one point, more especially in Memphis. In fact, he actually had a running feud with Bret Hart that it lasted a couple of years. It all started with Lawler running his mouth about how old Bret's, or and old and decrepit Bret's parents were, Helen and Stu. That led to a sneak attack on Bret after he was crowned king of the ring, with Lawler claiming to be the real king. Simple storyline that ignited this great feud, which I will, will, will definitely talk about in a future Epic Encounter series. This led up to their first big match at that year's SummerSlam, and Bret's King of the Ring title was on the line. But Lawler showed up injured, quote-unquote injured, and claimed that he couldn't fight. So he had the evil nightmare doink the clown fight in his place. 
the court jester of Jerry Lawler, you could say, Doink the Clown, as he as he stated, ever so eloquently like Jerry Lawler is famous for. But just as Brett was about to make Doink tap to the sharpshooter, that rotten Jerry Lawler struck again. WWF president Jack Tunney at the time then demanded that Lawler wrestle in the, in the match with Brett so Brett can have two matches. Then Brett locked in the sharpshooter on Lawler and wouldn't let go for about five minutes, getting himself disqualified and giving Lawler the undisputed king of the ring or king of the World Wrestling Federation title. This just it demonstrated how Bret Hart can have a great match with a, a technical wrestler like Kurt Henning, a powerful wrestler like the British Bulldog, or a, you could say a flamboyant, cocky heel as, such as Jerry Lawler. And this... It was it was a great match because you had Brett wrestle twice. He faced Doink the Clown, which I love the evil Doink, and then having to come back and face Lawler, you could feel the the tension. You could feel the anger in Brett by him holding the sharpshooter and not letting go, and it really showed an added dimension to the Hitman character. Let's take you now to the SummerSlam Report at Todd Pettengill. Go get him, Todd. Welcome, folks. It's Todd Pettengill. Thank you very much for staying put. I know you probably want to grab a soda, hit the bathroom or something, but I have got some huge news this week. The entire card for SummerSlam has been announced, and I will run it for you. It's coming up in just a second here, so stay put. Check this out, folks. Three weeks from tonight, we will be totally live from Chicago, Illinois. The brand-new United Center happens at 8 o'clock Eastern, 5 Pacific. The date is the 29th, 1994. SummerSlam, and you can see it exclusively on pay-per-view cable television. And this year, Domino's delivers SummerSlam. Yum, yum, give me some. It has got to be Domino's. All right, here goes. Let's start tonight with a huge double main event. As you heard earlier on, it's The Undertaker against The Undertaker. Two awesome forces from the parallel universe will collide in the squared circle. You don't need a Ouija board to know that this one is going to be incredible. Second half of the double main event, brother battles brother inside a 15-foot steel cage for the championship. Bret Hart defends the title against the King of Hearts, Owen Hart, who, by the way, will be a guest later on tonight in the King's Court, along with Bruce Hart. That should prove to be extremely interesting, since we know that Bruce has firmly planted his support behind the hitman. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Now, many of you know the Intercontinental title also on the line at SummerSlam when the seven-foot monster truck Diesel defends his title against the former Intercontinental champion, Razor Ramon. Now, last week here on Raw, the bad guys squared off against Shawn Michaels, and it was obvious to everyone that when you tangle with either Big Daddy Cool or the Heartbreak Kid, you better be ready for both of them. Unbelievable! Now, Razor Ramon's no idiot. He knew he had to get somebody to watch his back at SummerSlam or else this same type of incident would occur. So what did he do? Razor Ramon went out and got one of the toughest, quickest, smartest superstars from the National Football League who just happens to be a former Chicago Bear, none other than Hall of Famer Sweetness Walter Payton. 
Walter Payton will be backing up the bad guy at SummerSlam just three weeks from tonight in Chicago. And who knows? This could turn out to be a tag team match. Wouldn't that be cool? All right, folks, we've all heard about the Lex Luger-Tatanka match, and it's still anybody's guess what's up with the Million Dollar Man and Lex Luger. This one should be extremely fascinating. Now let's talk about the rest of the car. I announced three unbelievable matchups over the weekend here on the television network. Allow me to run them again for you. First off, the women's title will be on the line as Alundra Blaze takes on the challenger, Bull Nakano, who is managed by the lovely Luna Vachon. If you saw these two clash last week here on Raw, you know it's going to be an awesome title bout because neither of these ladies are worried about breaking a nail, if you know what I mean. You will also see Rap Meet Country as the gargantuan Mabel takes on Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Now, I understand Heavy D's got a financial wager with Conway Twitty riding on the outcome of this one. <laughs> In addition to those matchups, the tag title also on the line as the Head Shrinkers put the gold up for grabs against the team of Erwin R. Scheister and Bam Bam Bigelow, who are under the direction of the Million Dollar Man. And I'll tell you what, this guy and his money, absolutely everywhere. Look what I mean. These guys making their way to the ring right now. Let's get back to Vince McMahon and the Macho Man, Randy Seth. Coming down the All right, thank you very much, Todd. 1994. Owen Hart versus Bret Hart in a steel cage match. Two years after fighting his brother-in-law, Bret fought his brother in what was the most barbaric type of match at the time that the WWE had. Unlike his match with the Bulldog, there was no love, lo love loss between the brothers. Even though he was the champion, the last time fans saw Bret fight his brother, Owen shocked the world by pinning him at WrestleMania 10. This match lived up to the legendary greatness of that match and is one of the greatest steel cage matches in the history of wrestling, period. Brett retained the title by escaping the cage. A lot of family involvement in this match, but it does not deny the impact that Owen and Brett had in the steel cage encounter. And I definitely recommend picking up the greatest steel cage matches DVD by the WWE, plug for them, or looking on YouTube, or looking or going back to the SummerSlam anthology set and watching this match because it truly is one of the greatest cage matches of all time. And now, the SummerSlam Recall is brought to you by Twix. Need a moment? Chew it over with the chocolate caramel and fresh cookie crunch of Twix. We're in the Anglo, a record-setting crowd, watching this extraordinary, historic event of SummerSlam. Michaels, Razor Ramon, rematch of the century, it could very well be. Will it be the same result as WrestleMania 10? Will history repeat itself? For over a year, this has been eating pain. You know, I made history, but I was the losing part, and I can't have that. I'm the one with everything to lose and nothing to gain, but I need this for me. Boy, Thor, Chico, it is not just your precious gold that is on the line. It is your body, your career. Raise Ramon, rest assured, wild horses, nothing is going to keep the heartbreak kid from traveling up that ladder and taken the World Wrestling Federation Intercontinental title. Oh, no. Wait a minute. Here it comes. Razor's Edge. Oh, no. Now this shot. Can Michaels do it? Yes. Shawn Michaels, the most Brazilian superstar there is today, deservingly put the Intercontinental Championship belt over his shoulder. 1998. 
1995, the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon in a ladder match. Speaking of rematches from WrestleMania 10, these two men had their first nationally broadcast ladder match in the WWE in WWE history at that show. This rematch saw them up the intensity, basically, and add some new twists to the match. Shawn won this match, but the real winners of this of these two ladder matches were really the fans. Because the performances of Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon Scott Hall, the latter match is now one of the most anticipated gimmick matches of all time, especially when we recently just finished with uh, Money in the Bank pay-per-view. It, what you could say, it wasn't as great as the WrestleMania 10 encounter because it's hard to duplicate something that was innov- so innovative and shocking at the time, but it definitely lived up to the hype, I believe, and it set or just raised the bar even more for ladder matches. So I definitely suggest going back and reliving the second ladder match between Razor Ramon and Shawn Michaels. The Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels versus the man they call Vader from 1996. This was more masterful booking as well. Just a great main event. It's, it could be You could look at it as a definition of a main event. Or what a main event should be, booking-wise. Jim Cornette got to come out of this match claiming two victories over WWF champ Shawn Michaels, but with no world title to show for it. How is that possible? Well, during HBK's match with Vader, who was just freaking astonishing in his own right, he was so big and massive, such a powerful monster, Michaels got counted out and disqualified. In both cases, Cornette, Vader's cartoonishly outspoken manager at the time, demanded that the match be restarted so that Vader could actually win the title. Then, of course, HBK wound up pinning Vader for good measure around the 19-minute mark, thus retaining the world championship. I love Vader and WCW, so it was a thrill seeing him come to the WWF and start in the world title picture with Shawn Michaels. Unfortunately, this match was pretty much the pinnacle of Vader's title push, as diminished from that point on. Subsequent years saw him wrestling with the likes of Lawn Flamingos, Insomnia, and an extreme meaty corned beef sandwich, and Goldust during his bizarro S&M rainbow gimp phase, whatever it was. But Vader was a powerful man. He was the definition of a great main event, one of them could be having a powerful monster challenger try to defeat the underdog champion who has overcome all odds and you know, has to overcome odds again to beat the monster. This match had it all. And Shawn Michaels put on a great performance with Vader, and you'll still see it in SummerSlam highlight reels when Vader was on the outside standing by, by the apron, Shawn Michaels diving over the top rope, that swan dive right on top of him, still to this day is a SummerSlam highlight, and this main event was a classic one. Time to pay some bills, fans, but when we return, we'll take a look at some pre-Attitude Era matches that made SummerSlam so spectacular. So don't go anywhere as Beyond the Bell on the SNS Radio Network continues. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. No one. No one. No one. No one likes a bully. Whether it's verbal, physical, or cyberbullying. There's no place for bullying. Not in school, in the playground, or on the internet. 
Join the Creative Coalition, the NEA, GLAD, and the WWE as we put an end to bullying. Once and for all, don't be a bully. Be a star. Show tolerance and respect. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm here to show you how being a Wrestling News Live family member and diehard listener can change your everyday look on life. Example, here's the brand new commercial from Subway. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Uh, I don't think this is working out. Now let's replay that commercial and show you what Todd would have said to her had he been a member of the Wrestling News Live family. Hi, Samantha. Hi, Todd. Do you want to be my boyfriend? <laughs> sure. Great. Give me a melt. My melt? Yeah. I'm your girlfriend now. Shit, bitch. Who the you think you are? Give me my sandwich back. Bitch, please. Better be willing to give me some of that pussy before you get some of my sandwich. Shit. Ladies and gentlemen, this is just another example of how becoming a member of the Wrestling News Live family helps you live a better life. Pro wrestling is something people understand everywhere. You're going to see high-impact moves. You're going to see men and women risking their lives. And it's the real deal, and uh, there's a lot of pain associated with it. A lot of sacrifices made, a lot of trips to the hospital, lots of surgeries. I've had so many of them over the years now, I can't even count how many. Once you get through that curtain, nerves kind of go away, and, and now it's time to mix it up and, and hopefully give uh, wrestling fans something that they can sink their teeth into. The rush of the crowd, the roar of the people, the electricity in the building, there isn't anyone who would deny that, that that's an awesome feeling. Sucker, sucker. Hi, uh, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion, and you're listening to SNS Radio Network. Sunday night showdown. Welcome back to the Summer Spectacular edition of Beyond the Bell, the early years of SummerSlam and its greatest matches of all time. 1996 was the home of Mankind versus The Undertaker, the Boiler Room Brawl. What a weird experience this match was. We talked about it last week. Weird and wonderful. There are moments in it that were really cool, but there were also... Long stretches of silence and stalking, you can say. This match, you can say, was an experiment with the audience as they had to watch most of the match on the video monitors up, you know, in towards the ceiling of the building because it, this was before the big Titantrons where you can like, take a look at the video screen and, and have a big TV. Therefore, the screen was a little bit smaller in size and it, it kind of took the reaction away from the fans because it was not live in person right in front of them. It was held in a boiler room off basically off site in the back but 
it will definitely go down as one of the most innovative innovative matches of all time. You know, never duplicated because uh, you can only have two certain stars featured in this type of match, and the Undertaker and Mankind were basically the only two stars you really can have in this match. Maybe you could throw Kane in there. You know, maybe possibly a Vader we just discussed, but um, really these two superstars made the match, and with Paul Barrett turning on The Undertaker, as we discussed last week, it made such an impression on fans of The Undertaker as it made him more human. But the Boiler Room Brawl will go down as one of the most unique and innovative matches in SummerSlam history. In a perfect world, there would be no villains, no conspicuous manifestations of hate. Athletic excellence would be applauded. Sportsmanship would be the rule. Our heroes would remain heroes forever. If life were fair, then this legend would be lauded in his pursuit of an historic fifth World Wrestling Federation championship. Instead, he's a fallen idol, America's public enemy number one. The respect abandoned, the legacy bludgeoned and spat upon by a society he feels condones defiance and perpetuates hate. If life were fair, then this mighty champion, this survivor of deception and conqueror of all earthly hells, would surely revel in the championship spotlight. The bright lights wouldn't singe his aura, illuminating a dark, horrifying secret from a distant past. And if life were fair, then this man might still be champion, dancing, flying, showcasing his extraordinary talents to legions of fans. He wouldn't be an athlete betrayed by an unwilling knee, a man surrendering a boyhood dream to search for the lost smile of youth. Is it fair that tonight... Even in victory, this champion will be haunted by personal demons whose voices cry out from the dark. Is it fair that tonight this man may rewrite history, yet still incur the wrath of a hostile and unappreciative nation? And is it fair that tonight's special referee is a despised enemy of the challenger? Will vengeance flow ruinous from his biased heart, ensuring that tonight will be the last night Bret Hart ever wrestles in this country again? Life isn't fair, but whoever said it would be. 1997, Bret, the Hitman Hart, versus The Undertaker with Shawn Michaels as the special guest referee. I seem to be saying this a lot. I've, I've been very lucky to be a part of very, many special moments and matches in the history of professional wrestling. I was there for this match as well at the Continental Airlines Arena. This match saw The Undertaker defend the WWE Championship against Bret in a match where Bret's ability to wrestle in America was on the line. That was a great, great storyline and great stipulation. The Undertaker lost the match when Shawn accidentally hit him in the head with a steel chair. And he was forced to make the three count, or his American wrestling career would have ended. This was a great match that set up a chain of events that forever altered the landscape of the WWE. The Undertaker and Shawn had the first Hell in a Cell match that saw the debut of Kane. That led to Shawn and Brett fighting in the most controversial match ever at the Survivor Series. We all know the Montreal Screwjob. Shawn's victory there led to to his casket match with The Undertaker at the Royal Rumble, where he suffered his career-threatening injury, which laid him out for years. 
So this match was the precursor. There are very few moments in wrestling that you can say altered history and altered time. And this was definitely one of them. There are very few moments in professional wrestling that you can sense that this match or moment will change the course of history. And this match basically set up many events like we discussed to take place in the future in this great industry. And this match was the catapult or catalyst to all those things happening. And uh, it was a great ending to the match. I thought it really lived up to the hype. Um, You were able to see a, a title change, a stipulation be honored as a result Brett did not have to leave America or or didn't was wasn't banned from wrestling in the United States and you saw a feud ignite even more with Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart and the Undertaker started a feud with Shawn Michaels which led to the debut of his brother and Kane still around to this day Shawn Michaels got injured down the line because of the feud between the Undertaker and himself. So many things happened from this extraordinary moment, and that's why it will go down as one of the greatest SummerSlam matches and moments of all time. Nineteen ninety seven, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Owen Hart. This match will always be remembered for one thing the pile driver that wound up drastically shortening Steve Austin's career. The finish of the match was both scary and sloppy. But what many people forget is how great this match was. Right up until the end. Owen and Austin were both amazing competitors at the top of their game. Because we've all seen the head drop so many times, it's hard to forget and makes you cringe when you just think about Austin's head slipping in between the legs of Owen. 
One wonders what kind of career Austin would have had without the neck injury. Sure, it would have been a much longer career, one that could have still been going to this very day. But without that injury, and without the WWE making the necessary creative choice to turn Austin into a brawler who would who basically made abrupt and violent appearances where he had run in and stunned everyone, we might not have actually seen Austin rise up to the level he did. So, of course, I would like to open up this topic for you fans to discuss. And you could talk about it on the forums of snsradionetwork.com. I'd like to th- I like to get your opinion on what you feel what would have happened, you could say, if Steve Austin did not suffer this injury. Steve Austin was able to still wrestle his fast-paced technical style. Would his career would have been different? I'd love to get your thoughts on that. You know, So I'll start a thread up on uh, the forums of snsradionetwork.com, and I want to get your opinion of would, would Steve Austin's career be different if he didn't suffer his injury? That's a great Beyond the Bell Live question to go over. These are the type of, of topics I want to go over during our live editions of Beyond the Bell, which I'm really working hard to set up and get going for you fans because I think it really will open up a great discussion for you know you hardcore fans out there to, to just go over and you know go over what would have been if this happened or that happened. And it's a great topic that hardcore fans discuss to this day. Would Steve Austin's career be different if he didn't suffer that neck injury? Would it be as great? Would it be even greater? Would have haven't been as special because he would have been a brawler. So you fans think about it, you know, ponder, discuss, and then we'll get together and we'll talk. So Owen and Steve Austin, this match will go down as one of the greatest of all time because of the impact it made in the future of Stone Cold Steve Austin's career, plus the, the sheer fact that he was able to still finish the match even with losing feeling throughout his entire body. It was an important match for Owen, up against the new star of the WWF. It would turn into a disaster. The crowd was right where we wanted them. Everything was perfect. I couldn't, I could do no wrong, and my opponent, Steve Austin, was perfect. Everything he did, the crowd responded to. He was the, the fan favorite. I was the bad guy. It's like a dance partner, and you go out there, and you're doing your stuff, and you got them right where you want them, uh, and everything is going well. And then all of a sudden, you know, in a split second, uh, I did a move where I dropped him on his head. He had a trapped nerve in his neck for a while now, for a few months. It's been really bugging him. You know, even if you just shove him from behind, if his neck kinks back, it can, you know, he gets these lightning bolts. And I saw his neck, you know, there was a little bit of a cushion and impact on my thighs. And his neck is so vulnerable, it just it kinked and he just went numb. I knew right there, I said, there's, there's something wrong. He said, I can't feel my fingers. It went from utopia to hell in, in a second because now all of a sudden, my first concern is he paralyzed? You know, was he done? It's funny, and that... 20 seconds, it, it's felt like forever. You know, slow motion, what do you do? You know, do I look at the promoter and tell him this isn't part of the match? There's a point there where you got to say, what's more important, the guy's health or uh, 
satisfying this crowd and the uh, cameraman and everybody else. It ended up where he crawled. He could barely even... Uh, my two-year-old daughter could have rolled me up better. You know, he grabbed me and pulled me down and, and pinned me one, two, three. And, and uh, he didn't have the strength to do anything else. You know, and he could barely hold up the belt. People don't... They don't know because they think wrestlers are superhuman. They don't... This isn't supposed to happen. Something's got to... There's got to be a catch. The guy's going to spring out and beat on or... And uh, I watch it back and I say, this, there is no happy ending in this. The guy is dropped on his neck. He's suffering like temporary paralysis. Uh, we're not uh, magicians. And we'll wrap up this first part one of this two-part series of the Summer Spectacular with... Once again, 1997, Mankind versus Triple H in a cage match. 1997 was a great SummerSlam card. Mankind was one of the first guys to really let China kick his ass. And in taking all of China's nut shots and clotheslines and actually helped Triple H rise up through the ranks. And also, get this, it even worked to elevate Mankind and help him really get over, quote-unquote, as a good guy. As much of a punchline as China is these days, her involvement in this feud paved the way for both of these stars becoming world champions. This was just a really great cage match, which is deceptively hard to make interesting anymore, by the way, because you've seen so many so many spots, so many matches. We also got to see Mankind finally look deep in, inside himself and become a sort of Mankind-do-love hybrid. As he tore off his shirt, and you saw the heart on his chest before he did that snooker, snooker-like dive off the cage. You know, Foley fulfilled his lifelong dream by jumping off the top of the cage, snooker style, and it's a lot like a regular style, but with more <laughs> mangoes and the brada before with the "I love you" sign. But Mick Foley got to live his dream by doing the the, the snooker dive and really. Uh, creating a moment for himself living his dream as a child and taking himself back into Madison Square Garden when, when Snuka landed on Morocco off the cage. He wasn't all the way on the top of the cage when he did it, but he was close. I'll give him credit there. And for a big guy like himself to, to fly like that, I'll, I'll give kudos to him. And it was really more like an elbow drop rather than a, than a swan dive, but I digress. But this match was great because it elevated both stars in the process. And that's the goal with any match that you have two up-and-coming stars in the ranks that you're just trying to excel. This was the opening match of SummerSlam and it really set the pace for the entire show. He's trying to drag Hensley. And Mankind. Coming out of nothing's going to stop it. Nothing's going to stop it. Now, wait a minute.
taking our look at a replay but wait a minute let's stay with mankind who he tore off his shirt or a bit of it you saw that heart it was almost as if mankind became dude love and dude love of course a figment of the event Well, fans, that will do it for part one of the Mania of Summer, the SummerSlam Spectacular Series, as we look back at the greatest matches of all time throughout the illustrious history of SummerSlam. This was part one, the early days. In part two next week, we'll take a look at the modern day era from 1998, the Attitude Era on, up until the late late 2000s of 2010 and we look at today's card of 2011 in SummerSlam history we have a great lineup for you guys as well for next week some great matches to look forward to a lot of matches took place in the modern day era in the Attitude Era that were just as impressive as the early days of SummerSlam again send questions comments hate mail to BTB wrestling at gmail.com we'll use we'll go to the btb mailbag next week as we'll get your questions and comments or or hate mail on the this SummerSlam spectacular series uh, i want to know your thoughts especially with that austin question we posed earlier in the show of what you think austin's career would be if he wasn't wasn't injured by owen hart in this match um, so we have that coming up this the ser- part two of this SummerSlam series as well as we're going to 
look at the 25 signs that you're a 1980s WWF fan. That's going to be another another great episode for you fans out there. We'll have some great 80s clips to play, to, to relive and rewind uh, some great 80s moments. As well as we're going to move ahead towards the latter part of this month coming up and look at the Epic Encounters Volume 5 edition, which will feature in the main event... Eddie Guerrero versus Rey Mysterio. What a story feud. And we have some great audio between the two. Some great promo work from Eddie Guerrero. So that'll be the main event of Epic Encounters Volume 5. Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. So fans, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Once again, check us out at beyondthebell.hobbing.com, snsradionetwork.com, btbwrestling at gmail.com, my official website, www.ringannouncing.com. And I would love love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future shows coming up. We have a great lineup, uh, programming lineup scheduled for you in the next coming weeks as we get ready for SummerSlam, August 14th, live on pay-per-view. Some great programming also coming up. We have Wrestling News Live, Unplugged with JJ, all cap sex and What Would Fans Do, the Elite Force Podcast. So some great shows on the SNS Radio Network, so stay tuned and, and make sure if you're archive listeners or live listeners, check out all the latest news and uploads and archive shows at snsradionetwork.com. We're also getting ready for Beyond the Bell Live, which I'm so excited for. We're really going to get this going. I want to leave it open-ended for you fans to let your voices be heard as we rewind and relive the greatest and worst in the world of professional wrestling. So we'll see you next week as we look at part two to this SummerSlam spectacular series. I'm your host, ring announcer Sean Beckerman, signing off, and we'll finish out part one with our old school theme of the week, which will feature the late, great Kurt Henning, Mr. Perfect. What a perfect theme for this perfect superstar, and we'll end with the perfect entrance music. Good night, everybody. We'll see you next week as we'll go Beyond the Bell. <laughs>